Hey, folks. What's happening? All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we begin episode 135, we are brought to you by gluntofficial.com. That's G-L-U-N-T-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L.com. Let me tell you something about it. Every glut is made with a clear, easy-to-use, clean glass that can last a lifetime. When you use rolling papers, the chemicals and tobacco leaves pose a significant health risk. So, basically, those swishers and those, those jobs and all those, honestly, those aren't the best for you health-wise. Obviously, you want to smoke your weed in the healthiest way. You don't want to smoke it out of a, a swisher. You don't want to smoke it out of one of those, uh, one of those, uh, out of those, those, um, joint wraps, what the fuck are they called? Um, and they pose a significant health risk. The chemicals in the rolling papers and the tobacco leaves, they put a lot of chemicals in those. You know how they put the flavors, and, and there's just a lot of stuff in there that we shouldn't be in, inhaling when it comes to weed. All I want to inhale is the weed smoke. I don't want to inhale anything else. So with Glunt, it saves you money and as well saves your life. As well as saving a trip to go to the store, your local Seven Eleven, your your fucking Chevron, Shell. It doesn't matter where the fuck you go for your for your stuff. Glunt officials right there. So all you have to worry about is getting your weed, and putting it in there. Pretty easy, right? Instead of constantly having having to go to the store. Okay, you guys want to smoke today? Let's go to the store and get one. Sometimes people don't live close by to gas stations. So they can't. Or it takes a long time for them to be able to get there. I don't want to waste gas just to go smoke when I can have everything I want in one room in the same place. So... With Glenn Official, we teamed up with Glenn Official to provide our loyal listeners with the best possible smoking sessions of their entire fucking life. When you visit www.gluntofficial.com and, and purchase your first Glunt, enter promo code GABRIEL2018 for 10% off your first purchase. Like, I'm said, like I said, for reals, I want everyone to have the best, the most cleanest, the most healthiest way of smoking marijuana that you possibly can. And obviously, you know, blunts are cool, joints are cool. You know, when, when you're with your friends and stuff and, you know, you're smoking, some people, they're, you know, I'm not just going to sit there and say, oh, no, I can't because what's in that, what's in that swisher, you know, I'm not really into it. No, no, obviously I'll still do it. But honestly, I feel this is the best way and it's the most... Um, significant way to enjoy your weed. Like I said, one more time, gluntofficial.com, enter promo code GABRIEL2018 for 10% off your purchase. If you don't know how to spell, one more time, G-A-B-R-I-E-L 2018 for 10% off your next purchase. Glenofficial.com, ladies and gentlemen. Order today. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Today on the G Meeker MMA Show, episode 135, we got a good show today. We got a lot of stuff planned. From normal things we talk about to some fight things. We got an amazing fight night coming down later on this week. Uh, on Saturday, Stevens, Jeremy Stevens taking on Duho Choi in the main event, followed, followed up by Vitor Belfort taking on um, Uriah Hall in his retirement fight, and um, Paige Van, Dan, Paige Van Zant 
taking on, um, what's her fucking name? Fuck, what's her name? Clark something. I think it's, is it Heather Joe Clark? I hope that's, hope, hope that too was on the poster. All I've seen is Clark. And finally, we finally get it. Kamara Usman takes on Emil Mick. Emil, is it Emil Meek or Emil Mech? Or one of those. But either way, we got a great fucking card. Jeremy Stevens versus Duho Choi, for anybody that doesn't know, is a fucking barn burner. That fight is fight of the night, fight of the year written all over it. I mean, if you've seen Duho Choi's last fight against Cub Swanton, I suggest, and if you haven't, I suggest you fucking Google that shit. That was one of the best fights of all time, you know. Both guys rocked. Both guys were hurt. You know, it was just an absolute slugfest. It was an absolute barn burner. And and that was one of the best fights of all time. Cub Swanson, Duho Choi. In any fight with Duho Choi, you know, it's either him knocking him out or, you know, in, in his case, being tested. You know, in his last fight, he lost his last fight. You know, it was his first, you know, it was his big test. You know, he fought a really good guy in Cub Swanson who who's unorthodox, who's tricky, who has a great chin, who has a good cardio. And, you know, he's he, he's tricky. You know, he's a hard guy to figure out. He's a hard guy to time. And, and him and Duho Choi went to war. So that was an excellent fight. And that was over a year ago. So we haven't seen Duho Choi fight in a while. So so he's returning against a beast. Jeremy Stevens is a fucking beast. He is a fucking animal. He hits so fucking hard. He's probably one of the hardest hitters, if not the hardest hitter, at 145 pounds, you know. Obviously, he slipped up in a couple of his fights, but, you know, he is coming off of a very dominant win over Gilbert Melendez. Man, he, he fucked Gilbert Melendez's leg up in that fight. So Jeremy Stevens versus Duho Choi. That's that, like I said, that's a fight of the night. We'll talk about that one in a little bit. And we'll talk about Uriah Hall, Vitor Belfort. Vitor Belfort's last fight as well. Paige Van Zandt returning yeah, uh, for the first time at flyweight. You know, the women's flyweight division, which is recently opening. So when Paige Van Zandt fights um, Clark, you know, this could get her one more step closer to possibly cracking, being one of the next people to challenge. You knew UFC women's flyweight champion Nico Montano for the title. Nico Montano, for anyone that doesn't know, is the UFC women's flyweight champion. She won the, the last season of the Ultimate Fighter to, you know, to the crown the first UFC women's flyweight champion. So, so Paige Van Zandt, just, uh, Heather Joe Clark should be a good fight. I really hope that's Heather, Heather Joe Clark. It's probably not, but we'll correct ourselves later on. Emil Mick versus Kamara Usman. Kamara Usman, like I said, is, um, very underrated. He has a knockout power in his hands. He's just getting started. No one's talking about him because he's he's like I said in this new era of the WME IMG era. He, he he doesn't she doesn't shit talk. He does, but no one no one really pays attention that much. You know, he he, he he's one of those guys like I said that's underrated. He he kind of reminds me of a Vulcan in a way. You know, a lot of Vulcan just barely like, you know, he he he's quiet. He doesn't necessarily talk as much shit. He kind of, he's one of those guys that puts the work in behind the scenes. He's the guy that's just working. He's not going to worry about what he's going to say next. He's worrying about what, how he's going to look in his next fights. 
So Kamaru Usman is very, very talented. He's very strong. He's very powerful. He's taken on a very creative, a very Viking-like creature in the form of Emil Mech. Now, I said creature not in the best ways, in the most respects, because Emil Mech's a badass motherfucker. He's a Viking. Emil Mech is a very exciting guy. For people who don't know who Emil Mech is, look up his highlights. Most notably, look up this. Look up his fight with uh, Harusamal Polyaris. That's the fight that got him put into the UFC. You know, Dana saw that and it was like, man, Harusamal is a guy that was holding on people's limbs after a submission. They would tap out and he would crank on their on their on the on the hole a little bit more and and, and hurt people's careers. So Emil Mech put a stop to that. As in, like you know, he looked good against against. Uh, Uzimal Palharis, and, and now he's coming off of a win over Jordan Meehan. I think he, uh, who else did Emil Mech fight? I think he fought one other person. He's undefeated in the UFC right now, that's all I know, but, um, let me see who he's fought. Let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, he's, he's Norwegian mixed martial arts. Let me pull it up. Wikipedia is so fucking helpful for people that don't know. Wikipedia is one of the, one of the, um, my primary news sources when it comes to looking at mixed martial arts fighters profiles and and seeing who they have fought damn that's crazy Emil Mech hasn't fought since December of 2016 now it is it, it's it's been over a year since Emil Mech's fought he was set to fight um Kamara Usman at one point, but he had struggled due to visa issues or something. And, but now the the fight's back on. Now we have a great fight to watch, and and this card's underrated. You know, there's a lot of great fights on this card that I feel a lot of people are gonna enjoy watching. So it should be an overall good fight night card. And um, another thing we were gonna talk about today was um. The communi communication. I wanted, uh, well, and some other good news, but communication. I wanted to touch base on some on some things when it comes to people's communication skills and 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 shit like that. You know, I'm really interested in sociology. I'm really interested in psychology. And for all those, all those people that know me, when it comes to the mental mindset, when it comes to what makes your mind work, what makes what what when it comes to the study of the science of how people. How people not create, I was going to say create, why did I say create? I was going to say the, the study of people's actions, you know, why a person does something, what motivates them, what could possibly be the reason behind why they're doing it. Is it a mental disorder? Is it something that's going on in their brain? Is it the way that they're raised? Is it the way that they're, only way they were taught? There's a lot of interesting shit that, that goes on when it comes to that, when it comes to men mental health, when it comes to, uh, you know, just, just normal communication, because, you know, a lot of people lack n normal communication skills when it comes to saying hi, getting up in the morning, saying good morning, you know, greeting someone when they walk in the door, and they just smile, or they don't say anything when they walk by. You know, they're just, just showing their lack of character and lack of, you know, communication. Not, not saying that they don't have communication skills. You know, it's easy as, easy as shit to say hi to somebody. But when it comes to a problem, when it comes to something happening, because communication skills, believe it or not, you got to have that shit everywhere you go. If you don't have communication skills, you're fucked. You're fucked all the way. Say you're doing an important job or something, you're working, you got to have communication skills. Doesn't matter where you are. You're in a fucking fast food restaurant. You're you work at a Lowe's, Target. Doesn't matter where you work at. You gotta have communication skills. Cause if you don't know how to talk to customers or you don't know how to talk to other coworkers, then you're gonna have a long night. 
you're gonna have a long night, you're gonna get fired, or you're just not gonna be happy or feel content with the person that you are due to the fact is that you don't have the skills to talk to all these people. So communication skills falls under many categories. It doesn't just fall for working or anything. You you you've gotta have communication skills if you wanna get if you wanna get a girl. Like if you wanna go out, if you wanna go to the bar or something, you wanna talk to people, you wanna make friends, you gotta talk. You can't just stay in your show. Like when it comes to that, like a lot of people tend to stay in their shells because of the fact that, you know, they're nervous. Maybe they don't they don't know what to say or they don't want to come off sounding rude or they don't want to they don't want to come off in a different way or give off a certain vibe or or make anything weird or anything like that. But, you know, some people hold back for the longest time. I didn't talk to anybody and I was just I was, just you know, I didn't didn't know what to say. I didn't really have anything to say. You know, I wasn't really much of a people person because I was a little bit more shy than anything. Like I wasn't shy more than anything. That sounds really, that really sounds really soft to me. But um, like I just, you know, I'm just a quiet person. You know, I'm quiet until you get to know me. Once you get to know me, I won't shut the fuck up. But yeah, did I mention what day it was today? Oh yeah, Wednesday, the tenth, two thousand seventeen, January the tenth, two thousand seventeen. Like I said, it's another beautiful year. It's another beautiful day. And we should have a great fucking time. But also, we got some great news coming. We got some uh, some interesting news coming. Some some real, like I said, some real adrenaline pumping news. This is some exciting shit. So I reached out to this cannabis brand on Instagram. What is it? Damn. She's pretty cute. Who's that? Some girl on Instagram. I just came across her picture. She's cutie. Um, sorry, no one heard that. Um, all right. So I was saying we, we reached out to this 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 brand, this cannabis brand. I think it's the their their clothing brand. They supply clothing. Uh, Rutgers Rutgers Supply on um Instagram. If you follow them at Rutgers Supply. They're a cannabis brand as well as, um, you know, they're, they're mainly a cannabis brand, but they do have some shirts apparel and stuff. And I, I, I hit them up to see if they wanted to do something. Maybe, you know, we could we could collide together or something. And Jimmy Kirame Show could be a part of that. We could have them as like a sponsor or a representation or something like that. So I reached out to them. I sent them an email and stuff. I got one back. You know, the the lady that, the the woman that was, that that listened to it, she said she liked some of the shows, so I got a good email. I posted the email on my on my uh, uh, social media account, but it was really a, it was really fucking exciting. So, so basically, I'll just, I'll just read the email off. It said, "Thank you, Gabriel. We listened to a couple of your of your shows, a few of your shows, and are interested in pursuing a little more. The company is ready to branch out to podcasts and online radio. So you contacted us at the right time." And basically, it's like, where you be interested in coming up and recording a segment up here in our studio? And also in terms of sponsorships, what is it are you looking for? Sponsorships, you know, basically like a representation, you know, you know, we'll talk about this thing like on our podcast, you know, representation, you know, supporters, number one fans, Rutgers Supplies should be number one fans, the Jimmy Kermay show, follow us every time, every time there's an episode. And we're just going to grow this shit. Like I said, Jimmy Kurame show is going to keep growing. So basically just got an offer to uh, go and and record the podcast in their studio. Basically just do the podcast in their studio and just be 
having them back, you know, backing me with the, with the studio. That would be fucking awesome. You know what the problem is? Like I said, that I, I do reside in te- in Texas currently as we speak. I am from California normally, but um, that definitely could be a possibility down down the line. Definitely not not looking too far, not looking like not pushing it too far ahead. You know that could be that could be within six months. That could happen within six months. But there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes, a lot of planning, a lot of interesting things going on. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what the year comes from when it comes to that. So I've, I've been reaching out to a lot of brands, a lot of people on Instagram, and um, you know, been seeing a lot of different things, like a lot of different things. I'm trying to, I'm reaching out to a lot of different people and really trying to, you know, get our show out there and really represent representation, work with some good people and, and see what we can get done in this year. It takes a lot of research, takes a lot of hard work and we're doing a lot of big things. So I'm really excited about that. You know, I hope we can work something out together and, and, and get something done because it's really fucking awesome to be able to pursue something that I've built from scratch from ground up. So that's exciting. That That's that's our news week. But anyways, we got other things too that are planned. Like I said, those t-shirts planned. And we got a lot of other things that are planned. There's a lot of shit planned. You know, it's just a matter of timing. It's just a matter of putting it all together. And it's it's a matter of executing it in the proper way. Because when you do anything, not just, not just this, you know, from this, going on from this to everything else, you got to plan stuff. You've got to do things right. You've got to make sure that whatever it is that you do, you've got to look at the upsides. You know, for me, when I when I plan something in general, I tend to think about it for a long-ass time before I do it. And it takes a long-ass time. You have all your fucking life to do all the shit. It's just a matter of how fast you move, what you want to do, and, and how you want to do it. You know, it, it doesn't matter if you don't get it done right away. What matters is just you doing those things. You doing those things when the time's right. So if I have something, like I said, like I was talking about with those t-shirts or, you know, reaching out to all these people, you know, it's it's a long process. You know, sometimes you don't get things done in the snap of a finger. Sometimes you're busy. Sometimes you're not able to execute those things. But when it comes to, like, goals and stuff and uh different things like that it's just it takes a long time because goals you can't just get goals in the blink of an eye you can't just say like oh i want to do this or i want to make this or i want to feel like this it, it, it takes a long ass time like regardless of whether whether it comes to designing a tea or getting into a relationship with a person or establishing a relationship it's easy it sounds easy it's not as easy actually as it sounds it's, it's a lot harder you gotta you gotta focus on it you gotta dedicate your time you got you gotta know when not to put too much into it you gotta know when enough is enough you gotta know when to you know when to execute it properly like when it comes to making decisions when it comes to buying something in the store money management it doesn't matter what it is as long you know the thing is what's most important is is that you have to think these things through because when it comes to decisions some people tend to make the decision and then fuck there's like fuck I, frick, I shouldn't have done that 
like regrets. No, I don't really have any regrets, but if I can offer up the best kind of advice that I possibly can for you guys, then I will. So, for this, you know, you, you tend to, see, you, I want you to basically, not want you, I mean, this is basically what I do. This is, I'm basically describing everything that I do. Now, it's a long-ass process. And it's a good fucking process, though. Because I'm excited, because I'm passionate, because I can see good things coming. You know, being passionate about something is what keeps your dreams alive. Being passionate about whatever it is that you do keeps everything you want to do alive. And uh, it, it's it's one of the it's one of the best fucking feelings of all time, honestly. Like with you guys, like like like. No, I'm not saying like with you guys, like just anyone that's, that's listening. I hope I can really touch base and you can really understand what I'm saying when it comes to that. Because, you know, goal being goal-oriented and, and, and career-driven and inspired is, is, is an amazing feeling. It's something good to have and it feeds your motivation every day, each and every single day. And, and it helps with designing like your plans, your overall plans. Like what is your overall plan for life? What is it that you want to do? Are you already doing it? Are you already following it? And and how are you going to execute it? Like what are the necessary steps you're going to take to get to the way you need to go when it comes to that? And there's more to it than just planning it. There's more to it than being inspired about it. There's more to it than than all those things I just said. You know why? It's because the fact is that you can have ups and downs. You can have moments, dull moments, where you don't believe in yourself. This happens to all the best people, guys. So don't just think I'm saying this just to say it. You know, you can have doubts. You can have downtime. You can be depressed. You you, you, you may not be as confident one day than you are usually. And it's okay to have bad days like that because those bad days don't define who it is, the person that you are. When it comes to bad when it comes to days like that, when it comes to making mistakes in life, this is where we're not, we just we just capitalize off of every point that I make, and that's really something I enjoy doing. So when people make mistakes, a lot of people are quick. Oh man, what the fuck's wrong? Why did you do that? What's wrong with you? You're better than that. Blah 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 blah. Shut the fuck up. People are human. We're all human. Now, it's the thing if you repeatedly make the same mistakes, but when it comes to me, like, when I make a mistake, there's no more making mistakes after I make that first one. I learn from it, you know, I move on, I keep going, I keep going, and keep going, and when the next mistake comes up, you know, I, I pray that I, I, I continue to continue to keep advancing and, and not, you know, Make that same mistake again. You can make mistakes in other areas and just don't make the same mistake in the same area. You know, it's all right. You, you shouldn't be judged off of your mistakes. So people that tend to judge people off mistakes, you know, depending on what it is their mistake is, you know, it's kind of overrated. Like, you know, it, it, it's pointless. Well, why sit there and judge someone? Now, it, like, there's a lot of different mistakes people can make. Just, I'm saying overall in general, I'm not going to list a billion examples, but, you know, overall it is, everybody is human, and everybody deserves to basically do all the things that they want to do, and, and let them be happy. 
That's all that matters is you're happy in your life and you're you're content with yourself. You know, if you make mistakes along the way, then by all means, I hope that you forgive that you learn to forgive yourself for those mistakes and not put so much pressure. Because for me, when I was a lot younger, I, I, I put so much pressure on myself. I, I hated myself for when I made mistakes. I hated that I couldn't get anything done. I hated that I couldn't accomplish things. So I, I ten, I, it pushed me into a mindset that kind of had me where I felt real depressed. I felt depressed. I was upset. I, I couldn't do anything right. And, and, and it really got to me because, you know, I felt like the longest time I was like, I want to do so many things. And I, yet I'm not accomplishing anything. It's a mindset. Like I said, we, we, we drifted from fighting all the way to this. This is what I love. This is what's fucking badass. But um, basically, yeah. Don't, don't make me, anybody who makes mistakes isn't perfect. All right. What's next, ladies and gentlemen? All right. We were supposed to talk about, um, oh yeah, we got the fights, we got the fights a little bit, we talk about the fights a little bit later, but, um, basically, yeah. So overall, summarizing that, that's a big ass opportunity to record the podcast in their studio. Thing is, oh, it's a cannabis brand, you can say what the fuck you want. The thing is, I've always been accustomed to saying the things that I want on the podcast. You know, it's my own, it's on my own platform. So you know when you're professional, when you're underneath p certain people's wings, there's a lot of things you can't say. So that could be a possibility. But you know, those are big ass opportunities. And that's a fuel for motivation right there. That makes me want to get back to Los Angeles and, 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 and go do the podcast. I want, I want to, I want to have some more guests. Like I want to, I want to explore. I want to do research. I want to do everything. I want to travel. There's a lot of shit I want to do this year that I, that I feel like, I feel like I'm definitely going to do. I'm going to put money away for it and just focus on those and get to those things. I'm pretty fucking tired still. Ugh. But yeah, like I said at the very beginning of it, that was definitely the highlight of the, of the year so far. And, um, more to come, ladies and gentlemen. Alright, let's get to the fights. Um, so, in the main event, like I said, for Jeremy Stevens to gain a win over Duho Choi, we put him in, uh, he's been fighting for a long ass time. I would put him one step closer to, you know, obviously, I don't know how far he is from, uh, getting a title shot. Or anything like that, but relevant wise, you know, he's a very dangerous fighter. He's a big name. I mean, him main eventing against Duho Troy was one of the best things. You know, instantly, instantly when I knew this fight was booked, when I seen that this fight was booked, I was like, instant fight of the night right there. That's an instant fight of the night. Or a knockout of the night. You know, somebody's getting knocked out. You know, Jeremy Stevens has an iron chin. Duho Choi has an iron chin. And I don't think either men have ever been knocked out before. You know, like, absolutely just knocked out, like, flatlined. But um, it should be an excellent fight, you know. Jeremy Stevens has a lot of good, he has real good cardio, to be honest. With you. you guys see his fights with Cub Swanson. And, and a mutual opponent between both guys that they both had fantastic fights with was Cub Swanson. Cub Swanson and Duho Choi. Both fought amazing fucking fight. Jeremy Stevens fought uh, Cub Swanson in the main event, and I think it was. Oh no, it wasn't that. I was I was getting him mixed up with Frankie Edgar. I was gonna say when Cub fought Edgar, that was supposed to be for the title shot, and um, but uh, Jeremy Stevens, tired as fuck. But um, Jeremy Stevens took on. 
Cubs wanted in the main event. I was supposed to get Cub one a little bit closer to the title shot as well. So and and Cub ended up winning winning that one. It was a good fight. It was a fun fight. You know, Jeremy stayed in it till the end. It was a great fight. Jeremy has a lot of heart too. Jeremy has a lot of heart, a lot of knockout power, not only in his hands. Not only in his fucking hands, but he has knockout power in his knees. He has knockout power in his in his in his shins and his feet and everything. Cause we've seen him do it all. He's he's knocked out Rafael dos Anjos with a lunging uppercut. Finishes Dennis Bermudez with a flying knee in a very a very very uh, fun fight that he was battle tested in, and he knocked out Honey Jason in Brazil with a head kick. I think it was Brazil. I'm pretty sure it was Brazil. But he starched all these guys. You know, as of late, he hasn't been necessarily finishing anybody, but he has been having some great fights. You know, you don't necessarily have to finish somebody every fucking time you fight. You know, he is known for his power, and when the the time's right and the and, and the punches land in the proper spots, then by all means, you know, be perfect placement on his punches. And speaking of perfect placement, we're gonna get right back to Jeremy Stevens after I say this. Right? Duo Choi. That's one of the things that makes his. His knockout power seems so much heavier because his his placement on the punches, and he just has so much precision in his strikes that, damn, it just puts people's lights out. But for Jeremy Stevens, like I said, for him now, has all that knockout power. I'd rather see him evolve, you know, like he used those leg kicks against Gilbert Melendez. Obviously, could you see in his last fight, uh, Gilbert's last fight before that with Edson, he got peppered up with that leg kick all day, all night against Edson Barbosa. So Jeremy Stevens took a page out of Edson Barbosa's book and used it to his advantage with Gilbert. So like I was saying, I'd rather see Jeremy Stevens, you know, overall use his, intelli use his intelligence, use his game, proper game planning, than rather than trying to knock someone out, being known for knocking someone out. You know, if he's looking good, executing a great game plan, he's not knocking a guy out, then by all means, he's still a fan favorite in my opinion. You know, he's looked, he's looked better. He's just getting better and better and better and better. And he's been fighting for quite some time. He's like 25 wins, 14 losses. Like, he's had over 30 fights and a lot of experience and a lot of fights in the UFC. And he's one of the, he's one of the, he's one of the, believe it or not, he's one of the veterans. You know, he's one of the veterans still that are, that are looking good and they're possibly in their prime. You know, Jeremy Stevens is nearing his prime and, and he, like I said, he has a huge opportunity against Duho Choi. It's his first main event. I think it's Duho Choi's main event as well. Both these guys are going to put on an absolute barn burner for the fans. And I'll be glad to talk about it the very next week following the fight. All right, let's get on to the co-main event of the evening. Features two top middleweights, Uriah Hall taking on Vitor Belfort. Now, Vitor, speaking of legends, has been fighting forever. He's been fighting forever. I think he's been fighting since 1997, maybe even earlier. But Vitor is one of the classic legends of the sport. He's one of the first people that I've started watching alongside with Tito, with Chuck Liddell. Rampage, Vangelis, Silva, George St. Pierre, and so on. So I've watched all these guys for like the longest time. And for Vitor Belfort, you know, to still be fighting in 2018 is absolutely awesome. It's absolutely insane. Not in a bad way. It's a, it's a great thing. You know, obviously Vitor um, said, if you guys didn't hear it before this, this will be his last fight. He posted it on a very emotional Instagram post. 
something about it, and, um, and, uh, it was, uh, you know, he said it, stated that it would be his last fight, and, you know, against a very dangerous striker in Uriah Hall, so, don't get me wrong, both guys are very good strikers, both guys are very talented, Vitor being, having a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, he has a lot of experience, he has that explosiveness, you know, we, we all see it, in the first round, he's the most explosive, and I'm with this fight with Uriah Hall, is definitely, is definitely is chaos, someone's bound to get knocked out in this fight, you know, obviously we've seen Uriah Hall get stopped before by, uh, uh, Derek Brunson and uh, Gegard Mousasi in the rematch. You know, by all means, he stopped Mousasi in the first fight after being um, being you know dominated for the first two rounds. I think in the third round he's doing something, or second round or something. He's unleashes his spinning back kick from hell and lands it right. Mousasi ducks right into it, and Gegard Mousasi probably till this very day is Ryan Hall's biggest victory. So for Uriah Hall, he has a big opportunity to get a win over a very game opponent in Vitor Belfort. This is a classic stellar striker versus striker matchup. And if Vitor doesn't initiate any type of wrestling, then by all means, this is a classic strike. This is a classic striker versus striker, and we're gonna see a knockout. Intelligent wise, that's an intelligent game plan though, because we have seen Uriah Hall struggle with grappling with great grapplers. We've seen them struggle. With guys that can take you down and, and beat you up on the floor. Obviously, Yegor Musazi did that. He controlled you right on the floor and he beat him up on the floor. Now, Vitor obviously is training at um, TriStar now. TriStar, he trains it um, with uh, George St. Pierre's team, if you guys didn't know TriStar. But um, Vitor, that, that, that I'm, I'm sure that was looked at in, in tape. I'm sure that was looked at in film. But overall, if you think about it, it's just a striker versus a striker. And it's a fucking insane fight. Because Uriah Hall's dangerous. Dangerous. And it's looking at a spinning back kick. If you've seen the highlight of him, look up Uriah Hall on the Ultimate Fighter. And you'll most likely 100% see that spinning back kick that he landed on Adam Sella. And he knocked him out. And he sent him to the hospital, too. I mean, Uriah Hall is one of those guys that it's it's a mental thing. He has all the skills in the world. He has the potential to be a world champion with all those skills, with his fantastic kicks, with his fantastic punches. You know, his punching power. He has good punching power. He has knockout power. It's just a matter of a mental side. It's a matter matter of him putting it together. It's a it's a battle within, like a mental battle within. So a mental battle within, you can have all the skills in the world. This translates to anything you do. Good on the mic, good at fighting, good at wrestling, good at speaking, good at fixing cars. It doesn't matter. If your mind's not in it, you just you can't perform right. You're not going to do things right. So a lot of his fights have been him not necessarily putting it all together and, and, and staying confident within the whole time. You know, it's, it's been a mental block, and that's been some of the reasons why Uriah Hall has falling short like i said he has an opportunity of a lifetime to take on vitor i mean vitor obviously I mean, we don't know what vitor's plan is but and basically if you look at this fight basically on paper if you just break it down real quick vitor's not going to take him down so uriah doesn't have anything to fear you know if he doesn't fear the takedown then he'll probably unleash his strikes by all, all day all night uriah, uriah has excellent skills he has fantastic skills actually 
he's one of the you know he's one of the most talented guys in the middleweight division. That being said, there's a fuck ton of talented guys in the middleweight division. Dewey Hall is right up there. He has all the skills. He has everything he needs to to hang with the best of the best. You know, by all means, just work probably, if in my opinion, work on the wrestling a little bit more and the grappling, and um. It would be a, a lot better of a, of a time for him because you know it's just it's just been hard against when you when you fight against such elite guys to not be on your best to not feel your best throughout the whole fight or at all or not perform or look the absolute best that you possibly can look you know he could look for instance he can look in the, look good in the gym and look absolutely phenomenal but in his fights. He tends to choke. My th- my throat's getting sore. I I really hope I'm not getting sick. I can't get sick in this new year. I feel like I'm getting congested or something, or my throat's dry. But um, yeah, for Uriah Hall, it's a big opportunity. But for Vitor, it's his chance to do it right. He's coming off of a win over Nate Marquardt, I think, in Brazil. And uh, you know, he said it's his last fight. And, you know, he's going to put it all on the line. He's had fantastic training with TriStar. You know, I, I kind of wish Vitor started at TriStar. Well, not started, but I kind of wish, like, you know, when he, when he, back when he fought, like, Musashi and, and stuff like that. I wanted, I wanted to see him. I wanted to see him, you know, train at TriStar. You know, Black Zillions is a good camp and all that. But, you know, I feel that Vitor's skills, you know, he, he still has those exceptional skills, but... He, yeah, I feel that Tristar could advance, uh, advanced how his training went. But for him, like I said, this is his chance, his opportunity to do it right, to go out on, on a win, to defeat Uriah Hall in spectacular fashion, and and go into the sunset. You know, he's done all he can for the sport. You know, he has nothing left to owe the sport. He's a fantastic fighter. He's a humble guy. I'd always, I'd, I've, I believe it or not, I've got a lot of my motivation and confidence from watching Vitor Belfort, from looking at his mindset, from looking at how he looks at things. You know, a lot of these fighters use mental mentality, a positive mentality to gain success. You know, belief, constant belief in themselves, constant motivation. Um, you know, you know, going going through the worst things in life and still having a smile, still being passionate, still loving what you do. And that's where I get a lot of my motivations from. And, you know, for Vitor, he's one of those guys growing up that I really looked up to for when it came to, uh, you know, looking for some sort of motivation. You know, if people don't find a source of motivation, it's going to be really hard for them. And, you know, a lot of that can lead to depression. A lot of that, you know, not finding yourself, not knowing what to do anymore can lead to possible death because people do commit suicide over a lot of a lot of unfortunate, sad events like that. So it's best to follow what it is that you do and, and look up to whoever you need to look up to for motivation and, and, and whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you smile, whatever is in your court, whatever ball is in your court that's going to make you make a difference, then you got to follow that. That's what I do. So for Vitor Belfort, like I said, I like to see him take a win. And later on, we'll get to fight picks. But um, definitely is an exciting overall fight for the fans. An overall fight, you know, obviously with the main event being Juho Choi and um, uh, Cubs. Not, not, Juho Choi and Jeremy Stevens, excuse me. I was going to say Cubs Swanson. But I was going to say is, you know, this Vitor Uriah Hall fight is a, a nail biter. You bite your lips when you fight, when you when you watch them fight because you don't know what's going to happen. Same thing is with the Duho Choi and Jeremy Stevens fight as well. But we got a third fight on this card that's an absolutely stellar fight. A fight I didn't mention earlier. A fight between two guys 
and with very good exceptional skills, being the fact Michael Johnson taking on Darren Elkin. Now, Michael Johnson, formerly fighting at 155 pounds, will be meeting Darren Elkins. Um, he will be meeting Darren Elkins at featherweight for his first fight at featherweight, and he looks to be in, in phenomenal shape. Not necessarily knowing if he's going to possibly make the weight when it comes to it. It is his first fight at 145 pounds, but um. Overall, for for this overall fight, this was an easy one. You know, I looked at it, man. You you can't teach toughness the way Darren Elkins has. I mean, his fight against Mirsad Bektik, he was just getting his ass handed to him. He was getting taken down at will. He was getting beaten up. He was bloody. He looked like a he looked like an absolute mess. A zombie gets up, lands a couple combinations, throw throws a head kick, knocks Mirsad Bektik out. And he roars like a fucking lion. After being beaten down for three hard, almost two and a half hard rounds, he comes back and he beats Mirsad Bektic. He kicks him in his head and Mirsad rolls over. The fight's over. And after losing, after being on the losing end 99% of the time out of 100, he comes back and he fucking defeats Mirsad Bektic. This was a. I was watching this fight live. It was one of the most fan, greatest comebacks I've ever seen, and that was mental toughness. You know, he never gave up, regardless of getting beaten up, regardless of being bloody, regardless of just being absolutely mauled by a, a monster. And Mirsad Bektic, who's very talented, and it was a bad matchup for him in a lot of people's eyes. But you know, Darren came back and he showed his absolute skills and showed that he has the potential to be. You know, a guy, a fun guy to watch. Darren Elkins brings it every single time. He's a fantastic fighter. His tattoos are kind of weird, but he is a fantastic fighter. And he does train with Team Alpha Male. So Team Alpha Male has ramped up the striking. They had a lot of, they had a lot of good success. Team Alpha Males, look at Josh Emmett. Now he's like number four or something. Knocking out Ricardo Lamas. I mean, Chad Mendez, at, who will be returning later on this year. Um, Chad Mendez, you got your right favorite, Joseph Benavides. Paige Van Zandt, formerly. Sage Northcutt's there now. So they got a lot of fun guys. They had a lot of good guys at Team Alpha Male. Team Alpha Male's a great, great team. I love Team Alpha Male. Uriah Faber's team is one of the best. You know, Lance Palmer as well. Um, and um, like I said, it's, it should it, it should be... What the fuck? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it should be. It should be an excellent, you know? Darren Elkins, like I said, has had he's worked on a stand up with Team Alpha Male, so it should be a great fucking, great fucking fight. But he, I'm biting my lips when I said this. He is facing a dangerous motherfucker, and Michael Johnson, <laughs> Michael Johnson. If, if you haven't seen Michael Johnson fight, I suggest you look up his fights. When Michael Johnson connects, a lot of people don't get up from those. His combinations are fucking brutal. His combinations are quick precise and they're nasty you get into a slugfest with michael johnson i guarantee you you're going to sleep michael johnson's never really been knocked out i mean he's been brutalized by habib in that fight but damn who doesn't get to be brutalized by habib but michael johnson's perfect combinations and his beautiful crisp combinations are followed up with so much precision and speed and technique as well as power all those things all in one when it comes to michael johnson so michael johnson to take on for t Michael Johnson to take on Darren Elkins is a dangerous fight for Darren Elkins. I'm not saying Darren Elkins can't win, 
But Michael Johnson is a very dangerous guy. And, you know, when he hits, he hits for, he hits you with everything he has. He has crisp combinations. And, like I said, he has knockout power. He has knockout power. And he knocked out Glaston Tebow. He just knocked out, uh, he's beaten Tony Ferguson, actually. So, Michael Johnson is very, a very, a very good, a very, very good fighter. I love Michael. Michael Johnson is one of my favorite guys. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a very fun guy to watch because you don't know where he's coming. I mean, look at his fight with Poirier. That was a great fight. I loved that fight with Poirier. That was a, that was a fun one. That was a fun, fun fight. I mean, both guys were absolutely talking shit back and forth. It was a fun one from Twitter. And then finally we get to the octagon and boom. Michael Johnson just absolutely mauls Dustin Poirier. He doesn't maul Dustin Poirier, obviously. You know, he did land some beautiful combinations and followed up with some beautiful ground and pound, a little bit extra shots, unnecessary intended. But, um, you know, he had a little rivalry with Dustin Poirier, and, you know, he was able to settle the score, and he shut Dustin Poirier's lights off. So... For Darren Elkins, uh, I am a bit nervous because Michael Johnson is such a dangerous guy, but I have a constant belief in Team Alpha Male, and, and that's some of the best coaches, some of the best people out there, because a fight with Michael Johnson isn't, uh, isn't easy for anybody. Because Michael Johnson is a fucking animal. He will get you. Like I said, he has those beautiful combinations like his punches he throws are so he, he throws some punches his punches with precision as well as you know as his accuracy of his punches is very beautiful as well as the knockout power he has a knockout power but he also is very quick with it so he has a quick he's quick and he's he's athletic and, he, and he's he's quick and he's fast and his punches land when they land they land and they hurt and you go down there's no getting up from from a guy like Michael Johnson especially not when he not when Michael Johnson is on not when he he hurts you he's going to follow it up you're not you're not going you're not going to get out of that one unscathed with Michael a guy like Michael Johnson so overall i think that should be a fantastic but i have to say that is that's pretty much it for today. That is our show, ladies and gentlemen. We had a great one today. I really was excited about touching base on these fights. Really excited about it. And glad you guys joined us here for episode 135 of the G-Meager MMA show. You guys know where to find me. You know where I'm at all the time. I kind of define myself as a Twitter addict. At G-Meager MMA on Twitter. At GMaker underscore MMA on Instagram, as well as follow the GMaker MMA Show's account at GMaker MMA Show on Instagram, Snapchat at GMaker underscore MMA, Facebook.com slash Gabriel the King Hernandez, Facebook.com slash Gaby Baby123. And before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, the GMaker MMA Show is brought to you by GluntOfficial.com. Every glut is made with clear, easy-to-use, clean glass that can last a lifetime. Use rolling papers, like I said, the chemicals, and when you use those Swisher Sweets, those tobacco leaves, the chemicals in both of those products pose a significant health threat. Health threat, health risk, and I don't, I'm pretty sure you don't want to have to live with that. So with glut... It saves you those significant health risks. 
with Glunt. It saves you money, not just money, as well, it saves you time. Because every time you want to smoke, you know, it's not guaranteed that you buy at least five packs of Swishers. So you have to constantly go back and forth to the gas station, get different ones, use your time when you could have your shit right in front of you. Everything you need right in front of you. So like I said, we teamed up with gluntofficial.com to provide our loyal listeners of the G-Meeker Remay Show with my special code, promo code, Gabriel2018 for 10% off your next purchase at gluntofficial.com. Like I said, this is only for you guys. One more time, enter my promo code, 20 Gabriel2018, excuse me, for 10% off your next purchase, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back next week, and we'll have a new, brand new episode of Segments, episode Eight. Thanks to Anchor Radio for hosting this podcast. Thank you to GluntOfficial.com. We look to have better news, bigger and better news to come in the bright future, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back next week. G Meeker MMA out, baby.